Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Number Sense is a good predictor. A classroom screening for Discoculia. A nice listening with symptoms. A free game for Discoculia and effective teaching. This is our podcast for week 12 in 2016. And with us is Dr. Schroeder. Here we are side by side, ready to attack the uh, listings that we have on our website, Discopia Headlines. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, let's see where we are. Um, the, uh, the first link this week um, is about the fact that uh, number sense seems to be a good predictor for uh, later math performance. Now, number sense, that's where they start at a very young age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the full name of this article is uh, Symbolic Numerical Magnitude Processing is as important to math as phonological processing to reading. And this is a, a very interesting uh, article um, from the University of uh, Leuven in Belgium, Louvain, some people will say, if they have French tongue. And um, they actually look at number sense and find out that that is a risk factor for dyscalculia. And they compare it with the, the sound structure of language, so the phonological awareness that many people are already uh, familiar with in the learning of reading. Professor De Smet tells uh, that so far um, a lot of researchers have focused on how children work with abstract numbers, the pen and paper, um, math. Right. As that is where the problems in, uh, in schools show up. So yeah. it's logical that we started to um, focus on that first. Yeah. But now... He says, uh, what we see is that it's also important to look at what comes before that. The perception of the quantity of items in a group and the meaning of numbers. Do kids have a feel for quantity um, and um, what do they know a number refers to? So basically, how easy is it for children to compare quantities? And this can be used as measurement to see how much time they need to figure out how many items are in a group. Okay. And the research findings basically tell us that weak number sense, as measured by slow performance on a uh, numeric comparison test, Mm -hmm. is definitely related to dyscalculia. So the test they developed in Leuven is called in Dutch collective test getalgevoel. Um, That'd be number feeling, right? Yes, absolutely, or number sense. And it's a quick and easy screening for dyscalculia that can be uh, implemented in uh, in a regular classroom. Uh-huh. And yeah. so have they done follow-up studies, like like assess that, that uh, number sense and then follow up these kids a few years later? Not yet, but Not yet. The, the test has just been... Um, Developed. Okay. It is available for purchase. Okay. And uh, we will definitely work with it. Okay. 
Okay, so that's a quick uh, detection for uh, for dyscalculia. Yeah, it's it's a screening. It's this a screening. is not a right, diagnostic right. It's not test. It's not a diagnostic test. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That, in fact, uh, answers the uh, clarifies the the first two links of the week. Uh, the one about the normal sensor as a predictor, and and also the classroom uh, screening uh, test, both uh, developed by the people in Leuven, Belgium. Good. Our next link is about uh, symptoms for um, for learning disabilities and learning disorders in the classroom. How about this? Yeah, that's a nice um, list, very clear, and the subtitle they use is Common Signs That Can Hide in Plain Sight, and I think that definitely uh, tells you um, what might go on. So, sometimes it's clear that a child uh, struggles to learn to read or memorize the timetables mm -hmm. despite a lot of practice, but more often than not, the kids are embarrassed about their learning disability mm -hmm. and they get very good at hiding their issues. So one of the things is that they're not living up to their potential and there is a, a clear discrepancy uh, between a student's ability and, um, and his achievement. So a student who shows uh, to be very bright but has a extremely weak uh, report card. Mm -hmm. And sadly, these kids are often told that they are not trying hard enough. Mm, yeah. Although their brain works differently and they are trying. Yeah. The second point they mention is that some kids lose track easily. And you might think they're not paying attention. But it could well be that they have an issue with their working memory. Mm -hmm. So this may lead in the classroom to difficulty of following directions, daydreaming, difficulty copying uh, things from the board into their notebooks and uh, remembering assignments. Yeah. The next uh, topic they mention is that um, often kids try to hide it, try to hide themselves actually. Uh, sit in back of the classroom, hide behind a... <laughs> Very recognizable, you know, hiding behind the broad shoulders of my neighbor in front of me, trying not to get called upon. I, I remember that clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. Or being very, very quiet during, right. during group projects, yep. um, trying not to be called upon. Right. And um, a, another type of students who are more prone to acting out might do this uh, by being the class clown and just diverting the attention from the from task at hand else. to <laughs> whatever, as long as it's not math. Oh dear. Um, missing homework is a clear thing. Yeah. Some students are so embarrassed that they just don't want to hand in the homework if it looks... Um, not completed. And that's where the stories from the dog ate the homework. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. On the other hand, they might have totally forgotten that there was homework at all, mm -hmm. or uh, they might have lost it, truly. Time management is actually another big problem. Right. And don't forget the stress that uh, tests give. Hmm. Well, everybody might have some difficulty with a test uh, now and then. Yeah. But when it becomes a consistent phenomenon, 
that a student is the last to hand in uh, something, mm -hmm. uh, even despite the teacher uh, reminding them uh, of the time that's left, that might also be a mm -hmm. sign of, of struggling so, and having a So teachers should really read this article and, and, and start to recognize these patterns uh, with their children. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, emotional factors are also extremely influential. Kids feel embarrassed, they are ashamed, and they lose self-esteem, which in itself is a bad factor in, uh, in learning. And last but not least, avoidance. Staying home sick, right. um, going to the bathroom often, yeah. or asking to be sent to the nurse, etc. Just yeah. trying not to be, uh, to be there. Right. Yeah. Very good list. I uh, hope uh, many of the teachers will, uh, will go over this and just use it as a reference to, uh, to recognize these patterns. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Dr. Sverger, the founder of Disco Culia Services, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, our next link is to a game. Uh, so, is this fun? Absolutely. Is um, it free and fun? We yes. like free and we like fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, it is a video game uh, from uh, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Uh, but they have been uh, very good in uh, incorporating other types of curriculum, uh, like the Texas one where we live. Okay. Uh, but also other um, curricula. Uh, the whole system starts with a diagnostic test and the activities are automatically adapted uh, to the level of the student. Okay. Uh, teachers can sign up for free and they can keep track of the progress of kids in their uh, class. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a lot of feedback and, and differentiation. The layout of the program is really nice, it's engaging, and I would definitely um, uh, is say, say for all teachers, just have a look at it, it goes okay. uh, till 8th grade, but obviously we are working with a lot of students who are a little bit behind, so I oh. think that several of our 9th and 10th grade students could also benefit from some of the activities here that are designed for, uh, for middle school. Okay, well, this is good. I mean, we're waiting for some feedback. If people uh, want to uh, send us some feedback, find us on uh, on Twitter or send us an email, uh, and then uh, and then we'll we'll talk about yeah. that uh, in a later instance a little bit more. It's it's relatively new, and sometimes you have to try and log in twice. It, it right. didn't work immediately the first okay. time for us, but after that we could log in. Okay, some teething problems there. Well, that brings us to our, our last link for the week. And the last link for the week uh, talks about a comparison of some uh, interventions. And I think they, uh, they uh, arrived at a, at a remarkable conclusion. Absolutely. Very nice article. And um, just looking at the references they have, where you can actually um, click on and also read the references, is already a treat in itself. Uh-huh. So, um, this is an article from Greece, from an um, urban setting in the north part of Greece. Okay. And they have um, tested 
uh, teaching of multiplication and division facts for struggling, uh, struggling uh, students at the age of 9 till 12. Okay. And uh, initially they had 96 students participating, but eventually the full program was completed by 89 of them. Okay. And these kids were randomly allocated to four groups. The first group was kind of the control group, and they had the effective teaching um, having six elements. Okay. First, direct instruction. Yeah. The order of presentation, uh, the going from concrete to representational to abstract. Okay. As we also uh, right. promote, and that's something the NCTM is uh, is promoting as well. Uh, guided practice, then in independent practice, um, systematic progress monitoring, and uh, regular student feedback. And, so that's that, a, and that's effective teaching. But in fact, every effective. teacher should be doing that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay, but they made sure that that was in place for the control group. Okay, then okay. the first um, research group, they did alternative grouping and alternative uh, presentation of the math facts. Okay. And just like the first group, they had 12 hours of intervention, mm -hmm. 12 sessions of 35 to 40 minutes, Divided over um, four to six weeks. Okay. Then the second study group had the above intervention, and in addition to that, an additional four hours of fact finding strategies. And okay. then the third intervention group had even more hours of intervention 22 hours, and they also had instruction in number sense. So they got like the completed works. Absolutely. So um, there was a, a pre-test and a post-test, obviously. Yeah. Um, the interventions, that's important to say, were delivered by specially trained special education teachers, okay. all in the resource uh, room. And the results were that luckily all four groups, so the three study groups and the control group, they all improved significantly in fluency in both multiplication and division. Okay. The surprising result is mm -hmm. that there was no statistical difference between the groups. That is amazing. So basically, when you uh, adhere to the six uh, principles of effective instruction that I listed at the beginning, the kids already make so much progress that any additional things um, do not really contribute no, nice to have, but significantly. Not, right. I, now, I these were not kids with dyscalculia per se, right? Yes, these were all diagnosed um, as uh, dyscalculic students. Wow. And um, there's maybe one little uh, bias that might have crept into the results um, mm -hmm. because the kids were at uh, 27 different schools. The schools were also oh, okay. chosen at random okay. um, be, uh, from a group um, that had 
a resource room. So if, if your school didn't have a resource room, you were not, you were uh, not in included in this oh, okay. uh, study. So that means okay. it's already a group of schools that pays specific attention right. to students with right. learning differences. Yeah. And in that setting, they tried out these um, different interventions. Right. Those were already schools with a good infrastructure. Absolutely. But it is a, it is a very surprising conclusion that the, that the additional, additional interventions really did not contribute significantly to, uh, to solving the issue with uh, effective teaching. Yeah, but we need to um, mention that those kids had 12 hours of additional instruction right. to learn those right. um, math facts. Right. So... Uh, it's also a time. Uh, it's also uh, time and attention. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, those were the links for our uh, for our week. Thank you very much. And uh, let's do this again next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. You can also follow her on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Free downloads and a free Discoculia screener are available on her website, discoculiaservices.com. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.